Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, are co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the shepherd who leads his people to the living fountains of water. And so we are in Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. I'm going to read verse 16 with this. It says, They, which is referring to the saints from all the multitudes who stand before the throne, that says, They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And so... Brother Daniel, we have these two components of Jesus revealed in this uh, description, both that he's a shepherd, but then where the shepherd is leading. So um, the psalmist writes about, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul uh, longeth after you. So I think that psalms really describe uh, the Jesus that we encounter here. Hmm. He's a shepherd that lead the sheep, in uh, in, uh, in uh, to a living fountain to make sure that they their thirst is quenched, and we are the sheep, and a good shepherd knows when the sheep needs the living water, and the living water talks about life-giving water. Now there's another parallel reality I'm sure you remember about Jesus in John chapter four. Jesus with the woman, the Samaritan woman, yes, yes, at a yes. town near Sika, where they believed that an ancient well that was dug by Jacob was there. And when we talk about ancient well, the well that has been really uh, uh, providing the, the life-giving water in the desert, in the arid place, to the people for a long time. Is it possible for the well to be uh, functioning for thousands of years. I've not seen a well that's functioning that long, but I've seen well that has fed a community for over 100, 200, 300 years. Huh. In fact, recently I was at in the Solomon Island. There was an isolated uh, sand island that was probably inhabited by a, a hundred over household. And apparently uh, during the 17th century, uh, the sailors came through that island, that sandbar, before too many people lived there, and they dug a freshwater well, and that freshwater well, I look inside, is still the same freshwater well that was feeding the people today. So wow. it's several hundred years, it's wow. still right there. I can see down there with a few Coke can, uh, Coca-Cola can, that, <laughs> you know, it's probably not left by those sailors those days, but recent deposit. Uh-huh. But So in this sense, uh, the living fountain can actually be Uh, a source uh, for a long, long time. Mm. So when we meditate on uh, the shepherd and that leads the people to living water, we have to pay attention, I believe, uh, in two aspects. One is the fact that uh, we are the recipient as the sheep who receive the living water. Mm -hmm. And then we become the source of the water that's bringing up into everlasting life. Mm -hmm. Because the interaction between Jesus and and the Samaritan woman at the well actually happened that way. Jesus was thirsty. He asked the woman for a drink. And then the woman was a little confused because Jesus doesn't have a vessel or bucket to drop deep inside the well to draw the living water. And then before the woman could actually 
respond properly, Jesus turned around and said, If you know who I am, you would have asked me. I have the living water. I would give you the living water. And once you have my living water, you will never, never thirst again. And you will never need to come out here again. You will quench your thirst permanently. Not only will he, will he quench your thirst, it will actually cause you to be a living spring that out of your belly will flow river of living water which was emphasized again in john chapter 7 verse 37 39 so let's stop for a moment blair and let's just discuss what is at hand here what do you think is the implication of encountering the jesus who is the shepherd who leads us to the living water well I think there's a lot of implications, but to go into the, the context of this chapter, hmm. um, you know, describes that they would never be thirst anymore, or hunger anymore, or be exposed to, in this case, the elements of weather, the the heat, um, and you know, I think of those who will go through the great tribulation, and um, there will be great trial. There will be both from persecution. And probably lack of food, lack of water, lack of uh, shelter, and so I think so lack of the most basic needs, necessities, and so how powerful will it be for in that time in that generation mm-hmm. for them to know this verse to them for them to know that Jesus is their shepherd, not just their spiritual shepherd that restores their soul, but this one who will physically provide for them eternally. That when they cross to the other side of the veil even though they're going through this moment of great tribulation, that they will dwell with God. It also says in this passage for eternity, eternally, but that Jesus himself will shepherd them in provision. And I think that even as we've seen some dynamic descriptions of Jesus as far as you know, the lamb with, that has the wrath of God and etc., this is a revelation of Jesus and his tenderness as a shepherd in the midst of of the judgments being poured out upon the earth with the rage of Satan, the fullness of the sin of man, and the wrath of God all being mixed in there. I think this is a powerful moment that of a revelation of Jesus that will secure the hearts of his people in trusting his tenderness and his purposefulness to lead and provide for them. Well said. Historically in the Bible, is there an incident where the Lord lead a group of covenant people there is. through wilderness and difficulty and they have water crisis and God says speak to the rock strike the rock and the water came up Exodus yes I think it's a beautiful God has uh, demonstrated that he is a shepherd historically mm-hmm. who have provided living water in the desert and food for millions of people every day yes so <laughs> yes yeah, so a little bit of food professionally catering kitchen work millions of people a day food provision it's a huge, huge reality. <laughs> as the caveat is that as long as they're not picky. Yes, as long as they're not picky. The menu may be the same every day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, jokes aside, we come back to this reality of Jesus providing the living water. He know where the source of the living water is because He's the source. Amen. And the beautiful thing after we partake of the living water mm-hmm. that come from Jesus... Now, and we will become the source that other people can partake the living water of Jesus because it's the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, that is more metaphorical, but in the last five minutes, you're speaking, we were discussing about a physical reality when some people are deprived of basic, clean drinking water 
and God supply them out of the rock. Mm -hmm. And so I think both are true. And yes. in the last days, both are needed. Yes. The spiritual reality of the vibrant life in the spirit, the spirit-filled life, at the same time, when you are back to the corner, either in a captive situation or in a situation where you could not access any natural water supply because probably you couldn't buy and sell. And then because the Lord is the shepherd that leads us to the source, and He's the source, and maybe God will just, at that time, depending on different community, will supply that supernaturally just like He did in a time when the Israelite came out from East, uh, Egypt and was wandering in the wilderness as they were traveling. And so it's, this is beautiful. This yes. is beautiful to be reminded that He's our shepherd and He cares about the most fundamental essential need, both naturally and spiritually, because there's nothing more important than living water. Yes. So how do we best take this revelation of Jesus into our Jesus 360 prayer model? Well, I will encourage our audience to contemplate on, on Jesus, our shepherd. But he's not just a shepherd who, uh, in a generic sense, leads us, but it's a shepherd who knows our most essential, fundamental need. That is the living water within us, both spiritually and naturally, in our organic, uh, cellular life, biological life. Water is the most essential for a carbon-based life form like us. And so we see that Jesus cared for us in, as a shepherd in such a precise, detailed way. And because He's the shepherd who leads us to living water, we are sheep who are filled and satisfied by that living water. That is our primary source of satisfaction. Not the pleasure of this world, not performance, not the passing vain glory of success and fame and and the elusiveness of the earthly wealth that will be eaten away by rust and wrought away by all kinds of uh, temporal pressure in life. But because we are the one who is satisfied by His living water as His ship, we then can also be a source and a blessing to others to be satisfied to be a source that satisfies others through our life in Christ and to share this wonderful experience of relationship with the shepherd, with them, so that they can also have direct relationship with the shepherd. But I would like to invite you to pray mm -hmm. to the Lord Jesus, who in Revelation 21 and 22, out of His throne will flow river of living waters again that bring healing to the nation yes jesus we say thank you that you are the lamb you're the one who is a shepherd who will lead your people by the streams or to the fountains of living waters we say thank you that you are the source of the living water and you lead us to yourself and that because you are the shepherd who will lead your people to the fountain of living waters, that we are your sheep. We are those who want to follow you. And so, Lord, we ask you today that you would remove every distraction, that you would give us dove's eyes, in a sense, eyes that are set on you, hearts that are tender to you, that we would be those who are easily led by you, even through the most difficult times. And that, Lord, that when we face difficult times, that we would take refuge in the truth of who you are 
and that this will be our eternal state with you, being shepherded by your tenderness and led into the revelation of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy.